Insurance. One of the most expensive responsibilities of truck drivers everywhere. It's a requirement that's meant to help protect drivers, their rigs, and others on the road if there's ever an accident. But there's a proposal in Congress for the minimum insurance coverage to raise from $750,000 to $2 million. Today, we're sitting down with the Owner-Operator Independent Driver Association to learn about why this increase is not only bad for truck drivers, but also adds nothing in terms of safety or protection. Are you ready? Let's take a ride. You're listening to BossCast, an Opportunity Media Group production that raises awareness for our nation's professional drivers with news, information, and entertainment that cover all things trucking and the topics that affect you most. BossCast keeps you informed with the stories and the people and businesses behind the stories that move our economy. Enjoy the show. How's it going, bosses? Welcome back to this episode of BossCast, a podcast for truckers, where we bring you all the information professional drivers need. I'm your host, Brittany Joyner. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook page and our Instagram so you can stay up to date on the latest trucker news. Today we're talking about the investing in a new vision for the environment and surface transportation in America. Boy, that's a tongue twister. (laughs) Man, or better, the Invest in America Act that U.S. House Democrats introduced. This bill contains multiple measures and a hefty price tag of $547 billion. While some of the measures are a good thing, like a huge $1 billion for safety and more truck parking, there are others that are not so good. The surge in minimum amount of insurance required from $750,000 to $2 million. Executive Vice President Louis Pugh and Director of Government Affairs Colin Long from the Owner-Operator Independent Driver Association, or OIDA, say this is outrageous and truckers have already been paying way too much in insurance and it's been happening for way too long. I mean, what they want to do, of course, is raise raise the insurance limits on on, on primary liability insurance. Right now it's $750,000. It's overseen by FMCSA, that's the regulation. And, you know, we've seen it wanting to be raised as much as $5 million. Right now, I think there's a bill for $4.9. You know, our grind with this is FMCSA did studies which showed that 99.4% of all accidents that happen now are covered by the 750000 So, you know, you could argue that truckers have been way overinsured for a long, long time. You know, again, that's FMCSA's numbers, 99.4%. And, you know, I don't know what government regulation you can get that covers 99.4% of anything or anybody. I think average truck accident, look, we saw was $18,000. So, I mean, the $750,000 minimum is, is plenty. So, you know, this is being driven by attorneys who make a living in suing truckers, let's be honest. (laughs) 
When it comes to what happens in Washington, unfortunately, representatives don't keep in mind how this bill will ultimately affect truck drivers or truck company owners. Now, this may sound familiar because this bill is actually a reintroduction. Not once, but several times it's been reintroduced. <laughs> it's the same argument from the same folks. Uh, the bill is introduced by Congressman Chewy Garcia of the Chicago area of Illinois. Uh, unfortunately, he's a member of the Transportation Committee in the House, so uh, the bill has a little bit of legitimacy just because it's being introduced by a Transportation Committee member. Uh, unfortunately, when you start uh, diving a little deeper and get into the, some of the details Louis talks about, uh, a lot of the arguments they've been making for years kind of deteriorate. They just don't really have a leg to stand on. Unfortunately, a lot of times in Washington, that doesn't matter. Uh, there's a very influential community pushing this, the trial lawyers. Uh, they have deep pockets, certainly, and a lot of supporters in Capitol Hill. And uh, reason or data or analysis or even common sense don't always play a role in deliberations over policies like these. Because if they would, uh, there wouldn't be a bill in the first place. There wouldn't be a concern that it's going to be included in the highway bill that's supposed to come out uh, later this week. And we wouldn't have to spend much energy fighting against it to, to keep our members, frankly, behind the wheel and in business. So the question many people are asking, right, is how can we stop this? How can truck drivers stand up and say, no, I'm sorry, this isn't right? And how do we get the information out so that everybody fully understands what the impact of this bill will have? Because it's huge. It starts by putting together a coalition. <laughs> we knew we weren't the only ones who were going to be negatively affected by uh, the proposal. So we started reaching out and building our coalition from a couple dozen uh, organizations to now over 60 and we're going to continue to grow it because I think there's still a lot of industries, associations, organizations who don't understand what type of impact this will even have. Uh, at that point we start talking to anyone who'll, who will listen. Uh, that's been primarily Democrats in the House because we know they're our biggest uh, problem heading into, into this highway bill. Uh, we've done dozens and dozens of meetings as a coalition with those members and I think we've discovered as the impact of community that a lot of members of Congress and their staff don't really fully understand the issue at all. And when you start talking to them about what the data reveals and what the driver's experience is and what type of impact this will have not only on trucking, but anyone who's reliant on trucking, they start to realize uh, maybe they should uh, think about this a little more carefully than they had in the past. It's easy for members of Congress to just jump on board, but when you start talking to them about data and facts and the realities involved, uh, with what this proposal will do for the economy uh, and significant players in the economy, they, they pause. So hopefully our outreach has, has been helpful. When it comes to understanding the trucking industry, there are many people in Washington that truly just don't understand how it affects our economy. So it's really important that members of Congress that are on the Transportation Committee are willing to learn so that they can truly help our truckers. I mean, there isn't a district in the country that doesn't care deeply about transportation. Highways, uh, waterways, transit, aviation. So I mean, every congressperson in the capital has a stake in transportation. You don't necessarily have to have a background in transportation. And if you wanna talk about members of Congress who understand trucking, uh, you can count them on your fingers. I would say those who came into Congress knowing the trucking industry with experience in the industry are few and far between. And, and thankfully, 
Uh, we've made those connections and those members have really gone to bat for us on a number of issues. Uh, and, and we're hoping that as we continue to educate more members who don't have an experience in trucking, uh, including many new members, there's a lot of new members of Congress in the last couple of rounds, uh, they start to understand that from an OIDA perspective, we're trying to protect small business truckers. We're trying to protect the folks who, who make their living behind the wheel, operate on the smallest of margins, and happen to be some of the safest drivers on the road. So if anything, folks want to improve highway safety. They want to spur economic growth. The way to do it is to, frankly, follow OIDA's lead. I mean, we're putting forward a lot of, of policies and proposals that kill two birds with one stone. They help drivers and they help improve safety. And unfortunately, insurance takes us in the wrong direction on both. It's not going to improve safety and it's really gonna, it's gonna jeopardize a lot of businesses and cost a lot of jobs. The highway bill has a few things that Louie and Colin say that they can actually do without. I would say first and foremost, we're hoping there's some parking money in it because we all know that's a major crisis in trucking. Quite a few things we'd like to see not make it in. I mean, first and foremost, insurance minimums that we're talking about. Some other things that may be expanding the tolling, speed limiters happen to get in there, or AEB technology, we'd like to not see any of that in there. Um, VMT, especially this truck-only stuff that we're hearing floating around. We're not opposed against them increasing fuel taxes a little bit. They'll pay for the infrastructure, you know. We're not, we're not for VMT or tolling whatsoever, but we know the highway trucks one's going broke. We know we need to fix roads and bridges, and we know we need a way to pay for it. I think every time a highway bill rolls out, uh, we should anticipate a mixed pack of results. And I think that's pretty much the case this year as well. But the two biggest two biggest items are, are a potential win on truck parking and a real concern about increases to minimum insurance. The main issue OIDA says they have and they're fighting every day on a daily basis in Washington is the myth of the truck driver shortage. We all have been hearing about that quite a lot lately. And they say that some in Congress don't want to talk about driver pay or working conditions. The myth of the driver shortage, I mean there's so many <laughs> folks here in Washington talking about uh, a driver shortage that uh, even people who support our position on the issue refer, refer to it as the driver shortage. That makes it difficult to try and change the narrative to, to the retention problem that is really causing uh, a lot of the concerns within the industry. And, and why can't large carriers retain drivers? Because they don't treat them well, they don't pay them well. Uh, it's a simple solution. Unfortunately, a lot of folks here in Washington don't want to address those, those problems. Uh, they don't want to pay more, they don't want to improve working conditions, uh, and instead they're pushing for 18, 19, 20-year-olds to enter the industry. And we know uh, that'll certainly take us in the wrong direction on safety, and it'll take us in the wrong direction as in promoting careers in trucking, sustainable, quality careers in trucking. So that's a big one we fight all the time, and advance some of these proposals that we're talking about, not necessarily the ones that corporate trucking what? Because 18, 19, 20-year-olds entering the industry as long-haul drivers, we know they're not going to be as safe as their older counterparts. Uh, safety advocates uh, thinking speed limiters are the silver bullet solution to safety. We know that's not the case. We know it's going to take them in the wrong direction. But unfortunately, there's so many folks talking in the ears of, of lawmakers and, and policymakers here in Washington that uh, it's difficult to really have breakthrough moments with them. But that's what we, that's what we try and do on a daily basis here in Washington. 
And I can't stress this enough, guys. It is so important that you truly understand this bill and how it's actually going to affect you because it's going to affect you, our nation's truck drivers. It's a big deal and it's really important. So how can you make your voice heard and how can you make a difference? I mean, the first and foremost thing besides voting, and I mean, of course, I need to vote a couple times a year, is uh, pick up the phone, you know, reach out to your congressman, your elected official, your, your, your congressman, your senator. And that thing is, you got to put your politics aside. I know it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in that, especially in today's world. Just don't have the idea, well, my guy's a Democrat, or my guy's a Republican, or my guy's, and I'm not, it's not even worth my time. So it's yeah. always worth your time. I mean, Louie hit the nail on the head. That, that is perfect. Even if you didn't vote for the person, pick up the phone and give them a call because they may surprise you. I mean, we've been surprised. Louie and I have been surprised talking to some members of Congress about where they come down on issues where we expected them to be fighting us on it. And they actually said, you know, I get it. It makes sense. I'm with you. So uh, you never know who you can win over with one single phone call. And every trucker who's got concern about insurance increases needs to pick up the phone and call because we're, we're getting into prime time. Um, bills are starting to move and take shape. And before you know it, they're going to be uh, working on final packages that are going to be sent to the president for signature this summer. So uh, if you haven't picked up the phone, it's time to do it now. It's time to weigh in with your member of Congress, build that relationship. Uh, even if there is a delay in this highway bill, we're still going to need your support down the road. So build that relationship, uh, get to know their staffers, and uh, they'll trust you as, as, a, as an experienced driver and as a, as a resource for when they, when they need information on trucking policy. If you would like more information on the Invest in America bill or would like to join OIDA, visit OOIDA.com. And guys, remember, it is so important for you to pay attention to policies and proposals that are coming down from Washington. They will impact every part of your business. everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of BossCast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review. And you know why we do this, because you're the boss. Boss.